Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is June 27th, and we will be reading paragraphs 1388 through 1395 today. And it is the Feast of St. Cyril of Alexandria. And we are in the middle of uh, this section on the Sacrament of the Eucharist. We started uh, Roman numeral 6, the Paschal Banquet, yesterday, and we'll continue that today. Uh, specifically, we'll start with the section on the fruits of Holy Communion today. So we begin, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is in keeping with the very meaning of the Eucharist that the faithful, if they have the required dispositions, receive communion when they participate in the Mass. As the Second Vatican Council says, that more perfect form of participation in the Mass, whereby the faithful, after the priest's communion, receive the Lord's body from the same sacrifice, is warmly recommended. The Church obliges the faithful to take part in the Divine Liturgy on Sundays and feast days, and, prepared by the Sacrament of Reconciliation, to receive the Eucharist at least once a year, if possible, during the Easter season. But the Church strongly encourages the faithful to receive the Holy Eucharist on Sundays and feast days, or more often still, even daily. Since Christ is sacramentally present under each of the species, communion under the species of bread alone makes it possible to receive all the fruit of Eucharistic grace. For pastoral reasons, this manner of receiving communion has been legitimately established as the most common form in the Latin rite. But the sign of communion is more complete when given under both kinds, since in that form, the sign of the Eucharistic meal appears more clearly. This is the usual form of receiving communion in the Eastern rites. The Fruits of Holy Communion Holy Communion augments our union with Christ. The principal fruit of receiving the Eucharist in Holy Communion is an intimate union with Christ Jesus. Indeed, the Lord said, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Life in Christ has its foundation in the Eucharistic banquet. As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me will live because of me. On the feasts of the Lord, when the faithful receive the body of the Son, they proclaim to one another the good news that the first fruits of life have been given, as when the angel said to Mary Magdalene, Christ is risen. Now, too, are life and resurrection conferred on whoever receives Christ. What material food produces in our bodily life Holy Communion wonderfully achieves in our spiritual life. Communion with the flesh of the risen Christ, a flesh-given life and giving life through the Holy Spirit, preserves, increases, and renews the life of grace received at baptism. This growth in Christian life needs the nourishment of, the, of Eucharistic Communion, the bread for our pilgrimage until the moment of death, when it will be given to us, as viaticum. Holy Communion separates us from sin. The body of Christ we receive in Holy Communion is given up for us, and the blood we drink, shed for the many for the forgiveness of sins. For this reason, 
the Eucharist cannot unite us to Christ without at the same time cleansing us from past sins and preserving us from future sins. For as often as we eat this bread and drink the cup, we proclaim the death of the Lord. If we proclaim the Lord's death, we proclaim the forgiveness of sins. If as often as his blood is poured out, it is poured for the forgiveness of sins, I should always receive it, so that it may always forgive my sins. Because I always sin, I should always have a remedy. As bodily nourishment restores lost strength, so the Eucharist strengthens our charity, which tends to be weakened in daily life. And this living charity wipes away venial sins. By giving himself to us, Christ revives our love and enables us to break our disordered attachments to creatures and root ourselves in him. Since Christ died for us out of love, when we celebrate the memorial of his death at the moment of sacrifice, we ask that love may be granted to us by the coming of the Holy Spirit. We humbly pray that in the strength of this love by which Christ willed to die for us, we, by receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, may be able to consider the world as crucified for us, and to be ourselves as crucified to the world. Having received the gift of love, let us die to sin and live for God. By the same charity that it enkindles in us, the Eucharist preserves us from future mortal sins. The more we share the life of Christ and pro progress in his friendship, the more difficult it is to break away from him by mortal sin. The Eucharist is not ordered to the forgiveness of mortal sins. That is proper to the sacrament of reconciliation. The Eucharist is properly the sacrament of those who are in full communion with the Church. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.